Shalom to everyone. As Hanukkah quickly approaches, I want to show with you another intrinsic theme that has to do with Hanukkah. We know that the Greeks decreed upon us four main gzeot. One was not to celebrate Rosh Chodesh, not to have the Shabbos, not not to have a bris milah, not to learn Torah. And I want to share with you an idea that the root of all these four is the same. The other question I want to try to tackle is that there seems to be a sort of confusion because on the one hand, we know that the Torah is against what the Greeks were all about, which is seeking wisdom and beauty like the human body and, and the world. They were very into science. Everything had an explanation. But on the other hand, the Torah does value these principles. How do I know this? Because the things that are most sacred to us, like Beis HaMikdash and the Mishkan, we see that they were beautiful. It was very important for them to be beautiful, made of gold and silver, copper, etc. As well, the mitzvah, mitzvahs that we do, there's an, uh, we learn that we should do a Hiddel mitzvah. Hiddel mitzvah a lot of times consists of buying buying stuff for them that look nice. For example, there's a big Indian to buy a mezuzah case that's really nice. We learn that from the Pasuk Zekili Venvel. So what exactly is the difference between the Torah valuing these concepts such as beauty and wisdom as opposed to how the Greeks valued them? The answer to that is very simple. The Greeks' whole idea of what this world was about is that they wanted to find an order in this world and that's why they liked science so much because everything is built on molecules and everything can make sense and without science everything would be chaos but there's science to rely on but they looked at science as if science is in, in charge of everything nature there's no one behind nature it's nature that does everything and they'll give reasons for everything why the human body is created a certain way and even the splitting of the sea can happen at certain points in time. And everything is given explanation. So they view the whole idea of wisdom and science as an end, not a means. Everything is because of science. Whereas we know that's not the truth. Everything comes from HaKadosh Baruch Science is just the way that HaKadosh Baruch created the world and runs the world. But of course, science, wisdom, strength, it's not... It's not the be it and end of everything. Rather, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. And therefore, the difference is that the Greeks, everything is just external by them. They don't, have, they don't care about inner beauty. They only care about externalities. How people, how good are they in sports? And what about culture? And etc. Whereas, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to connect to these ideas. But through connecting to these ideas, we realize how unbelievable it is that Hashem created the world. Like the Rambam goes at length to say that a person looks around them and sees how a tree is created, how a tree lives, how every seed in, a, in an apple can create another tr apple tree. And through that, we connect to Hashem. We elevate ourselves. And we use it as a means to connect to Hashem. This is exactly what the Greeks couldn't take. The Greeks despised the idea that someone out there is proving that Hashem exists and really Hashem runs the world and not just science and Teva.
and nature. And this is exactly why they decided to give us those decrees, because each one of those decrees show that we are voting that HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world, and we have a partnership with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shabbos is obvious, because we're testifying to the world that Hashem created the world. And B'Shishayim E'Bereshis, Bris Mila also, it's a covenant between us and Hashem that we'll do the mitzvahs and go and, and we're here just to connect to Hashem and to, to live a life of Torah and mitzvahs. Torah is obvious. That's what Hashem created the world for Torah as we spoke. That's called Rishit. Hashem created the world. And Rosh Chodesh, HaKadosh Buhu, let us be partners with Him because we are the one that testify when we saw the moon and based on our testifying on our edus, we decide when Rosh Chodesh is and when the holidays are. The Yavanim didn't care what the the essence of a person is. They just looked how he. They just cared about how he is externally, how he acts externally, what he looks like externally, how good he is in sports externally. Whereas, what the Jews are all about are internally, pnimius. That's perhaps why. The Yavanim, if you look carefully, the letters written in the Torah, Yud Vav and Nun Sofit, they have no internals to them, no inside, no klikibul. It's all, no phnimius. It's all just lines. There's nothing to hold inside. It's empty, void. As opposed to, and this is my own idea, if you take the word Makabim, or the, the Chashmonaim, Makabi, is all letters that are written in the Sefer Torah, they have an insight to it. And it's not hollow, except for the Yud that represents Hashem. With that, I would like to add that the Sfarim explain the following. The Bnei Sochob says on the Pasuk, it says in the Pasuk, Vo'arti banaich tzion al banaich yavan. This is a prophecy that says that the defeat of Yavan will be through the Bnei Tzion. And the question is, why is the Pasuk stress over here the title of Bnei Tzion? So Bnei Sacha explain that Tzion actually, if you look carefully, is the letters of Yavan. Tzion is Tzadi Yud Vav Nun. The letters of Yavan preceded by the letter Tzadi. Tzion is actually beauty an encompassment of beauty. How do we know that another Pasuk and Tehillim say that says Mitzion Michlal Yofi? So the Bnei Sachar explains that the beauty of Tzion is that it harmonizes everything together with the Kadesh Bochu. And that is being done to the Beis Amikdash. That's what Tzion represents, the Beis Amikdash, which is the manifestation of Hashem's presence in the world. Yavan represents beauty, and Tzadi represents Tzadik which connects the idea of of the spirit of the world, HaKadosh Buhu, but with the beauty. And that is exactly the difference between us and the Greeks, because we used wisdom and beauty to connect to Hashem. This is the ideal harmony that HaKadosh Buhu wants us to live in this world. Midrash Tanchuma, at great length, compares Yosef HaTzadik to Tzion. The commentators explain that Tzion in Gematria, the numerical value is the same as Yosef. And Yosef also is described as Yafetov, Yafemare, someone that was that had a lot of beauty to him. He was a handsome person. 
Why? Because his inside was was shown, projected outwards, because he was the tzaddik who did who accomplished exactly this idea, harmonizing all elements of the world and through that portraying that Hashem runs the world and not him. Even though he was like a king, but he showed everyone how you can use the beauty and wisdom to prove and to to be a to testify that Akadishbuhu runs the world. So to conclude, we understand there's a huge difference between how the Ivanim pursued beauty and wisdom and how HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to pursue beauty and wisdom. We elevate the beauty and wisdom and use it as a harmony to connect HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's the whole tachlis of what the world is about. Whereas the Ivanim, they hid behind all they cared about is nature. That was, that was, so to speak, their God. All they cared about is nature and math. And that's why we can never compare the wisdom of the Torah which is what life's all about, to the other wisdoms around, to the other wisdoms like math and science, etc. I'd like to end off with this idea, a story that I think I heard a couple of days ago, which I think shows that every Jew, every Jew, even a secular Jew that didn't have so much, didn't merit to have a background in believing in Hashem enough. And wasn't exposed to that, but every Jew has has this idea of pnimius that inside of him he has this candle burning, and I think this story rep- says it all. Abraham Yosef Wallace, a founder of Arachim, a Kirv movement, he told me the following story several years ago. I don't know how many years ago, he was flying to Barcelona for a certain mission that he was in charge of. And he flew business class, and he found himself with all the Maccabi Tel Aviv basketball players. He was sitting right next to the captain. His name, well, his name is Lior or something. And suddenly, come to comes to the business class, a father and son. And the father goes to Leo, who's sitting right next to this Rabbi Wallace. And he said, he says to him, "Please, here's the picture of you. Can you autograph it? Give it over here for my son." So he he signs it for him, and then he asks him. The father asks Leo, "Can you please give me? A, I'll give a bracha to my son. He's becoming bar mitzvah. Now, they're totally secular." So he tells him, "Sure, I'm I'm, I'm I'm blessing you that you should merit to be part of the basketball team." So Rabbi Wallace, who had nothing to do with them, but he was sitting right there, he goes, that's a, uh, that's a, a blessing for Bar Mitzvah. Bar Mitzvah means that you'll be a son of mitzvahs. I'm giving you a bracha that you'll merit to do a lot of mitzvahs in your life. And the story continues that suddenly there's a whole lineup of 30 father and sons that are coming, and, and one's telling the other, oh look, you can also get a sign- an autograph from the captain of the basketball team, and at the same time, you'll get a blessing also from the from the Rav. Eventually, the word got out on the airplane, because a lot of people from their bar mitzvahs flew for the game, that uh, that Rabbi Wallace is the rabbi of the, official rabbi of the Maccabi Tel Aviv team, and I think he was even in the news, that's what he said. And eventually, Rabbi Wallace speaks to Leo, he goes, so why are you going to Barcelona, you have a game? He goes, yeah, this is the finals, we're going to play the final game, we made it to the finals, give us a blessing that, that we'll win. So he says, well, when's the game? So then he saw that the captain was mumbling, well, 
eventually he spat it out that the game is Friday night. He goes, Friday night on Shabbos? And he was really upset, uh, Rabbi Wallace. He says, I'm not even going to give you a bracha. And he said something that he regretted a bit. But he was really upset that he says, You, Maccabi, Maccabi is the acronym Rashi Tevis, for me, Kamocha Bailim Hashem. Who's like you, HaKadosh Buchu? You're representing Hashem out there and you're playing on Shabbos. He was really upset. In any case, two weeks later, because now he's known as the Rav of Maccabi Tel Aviv <laughs> from this incident, all the kids that went on the strip, the Bar Mitzvah kids, they had a little party and they invited Rabbi Wallace to come without the Maccabi Tel Aviv players. So Rabbi Wallace spoke there and he said, you know, I was very upset that they played on Shabbos. Shabbos is one of the signs that were connected to Hashem. And I said something that I regretted. But I wanted to ask you kids, don't forget these kids are secular, do you think I should go back to Leo, the captain basketball team, and apologize that I said something that perhaps I shouldn't have? And he said, go speak it amongst yourself and one representative should tell me what, what you think. So they did that, and they came back to him, and they said, absolutely not. You did the right thing. That's what they told him. So he ended up saying, you see, how someone that on the ex external doesn't look religious, doesn't look like he's connected to Hashem, but being a Jew that he is, inside he has that, burn, that, that candle burning that represents and shows what a Jew is all about. We always care about a person's pnimius, and that's how we connect Hashem. The neshama is who you are. Not the way you look, not how strong you are, not any of that, and not how a person looks. It's all about the inner beauty. Yeratzonda will take this message during this upcoming Hanukkah. Good Shabbos.